My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. podcast today today we got something um interesting for you <laughs> so um we've um sean i don't know so far it looks like he's gonna puke while i'm talking here but um so sean wrote an article he wrote an article sean Kigay, this is the dark cloud i'm speaking about and he wrote an article of his 2021 or the year of 2021 in review so obviously highlights um down moments it's probably like he is a dark cloud so expect a lot of a lot of bullshit to get called out um but yeah we're, we're basically gonna sit here and it's gonna be like so just i would like everyone to close their eyes picture themselves in like an indigo books in Chicago, Chicago, maybe even Greek oh. town in Chicago, just because that's a nice place. <laughs> um, maybe Oprah, maybe Oprah's there, and and you're all you know sipping on champagne or some really girly drink, and you're gonna listen to the sweet sounds of a book reading. Except it's um, gonna be the dark on... cloud, and he's gonna be reading his year <laughs> in review, and we're all gonna be kind of heckling him and letting him know that he's that he's full of nonsense let's just hope that he pronounced all of his eyes in uppercase instead of lowercase because he has a he has a keyboard and a computer from 19 i think 91 or 92 similar to the ones that you saw in high school um that doesn't pre-capitalize anything so sean good luck my friend we are all we are all in a circle right now uh it, sitting on beanbag chairs just waiting waiting for this in flip-flops and shorts yep. <laughs> lots of incense burning around us right now the wind is blowing turned down low the wind is blowing through dave robert's beard because he has joined us obviously in case you yes, were wondering yes dave, dave is dave is here with us um he's yeah. Anyway, Sean, can you just read this fucking article, please? Thank you, uh, Barack Obama, uh, Oprah, Dennis Rodman. Thanks. thanks. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Those are three the best Dark friends. Cloud. <laughs> Dark Cloud's 2021 year in review. I always find it extremely difficult to put into words on paper a proper summary of an entire year, especially when it comes to a hobby, a lifestyle, personal love of mine. Full calendar year in whiskey is both amazingly complex and full of memories, but it also follows along a timeline interwoven with my personal life, which can both bring back easily memorable events as well as make others hidden behind busy time periods, somewhat higher profile happenings. This year in review, we'll try my best to encapsulate the most memorable moments of 2021 as I remember and reflect on them. I hope you enjoy this review. The year began full of anticipation on many fronts. None more anxiously awaiting a very unique and special single cast bottling to arrive upon our shores. This was, of course, the Deanston 24-year-old finished for two years in first fill PX casks, bottled by the single cask. And what made it even more special was it was the first bottle ever, first ever bottled whiskey imported by my truly great friend Steve Shaw. Most of you know him as Mr. Park Whiskey Society, or now PWS.media. 
This bottle was delayed. Cool <laughs> Mr. Mr. PWS? That's Mr. Awesome. PWS. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. a t-shirt. PWS dot media. You could just left it at my, my, my name. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> this bottle was delayed reaching our shores due to shipping issues, which the world was just starting to experience in full effect. All this did was fuel the fire inside Steve to want to do the importing and repping business furthermore. After setting everything up and adding an amazing partner, who is also a great friend of mine, Mr. Travis Watt at Edmonton Scotch Club, things were kicked off in great fashion. And all they have done with PWS Imports is bring brand after brand of delicious whiskey to the glasses of the drinkers in Alberta and Canada. It has been a very interesting ride from the very get-go. And being on the very close periphery has opened my eyes and taught me a great deal about the actual business side of the industry, which in turn has allowed me to grow and appreciate just how lucky I am to live where I live and be surrounded by the truly special people I am honestly honored and lucky to call my true friends. Aww. That's nice. You're so sweet. And there's Dark Cloud and for you right there. (laughs) It's like he's been... It's like he's been home for... Like three days from up north. This is this is this is full white cloud at this point. Yeah, this is um, this well is done. called like I don't know. I, I would think like a psychiatrist would think that your your treatment is accelerated right now, and you're um, just you're becoming a better person. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, let's just right. let's just move on. All right. Speaking of Steve, next I'll try my best to summarize the year of Lost in Translation, the Park Whiskey Society podcast. Hi, it's Sean. This is our first full year since launching in the second half of 2020. And minus a small hiatus at the tail end of the summer due to vacations and kids being out of school, we've been adding episodes every two weeks, if not more frequently. The biggest news, of course, with the podcast was the addition of two fine gentlemen to the team. Again, Travis Watt, as well as the second half of the quote-unquote Two Sean's team, Mr. Sean McCalder, at Yank Whiskey Nights. Having doubled our live team and doubled the editing team as well has been a huge help all, all around and only injects the episodes with more opinions and whiskey passion. With that, it also adds a higher level of flexibility in recording times. Before, Steve and I mostly had one day every two weeks to be able to record, which led to longer days of recording multiple episodes back-to-back. Now we're able to record more frequently and hardly ever more than one episode at once, which keeps us fresh and our tongues sensitive. This also means that sometimes all four of us will be on every single episode that we launch. I can fully admit it was extremely... I can fully admit it was extremely weird hearing the first episode I wasn't part of in over a year and a half of recording. But honestly, it's for the better, and this is going to make the podcast so much so much more fruitful in the future. I'm so thankful for the addition of these two blokes to the whole entire process. And it gave us like it gave us an opportunity to grind our malts about you for an episode, which which I think was needed. Your your head was getting a little big, and we had to pull you back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, but your malt grinding on me was like as malt grinding as my summary so far. Like it was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could try harder. We could try yeah. harder next time. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, like when we first started, Sean, like we used to grind out eight hour days. 
and sometimes oh, yeah, only, I, and sometimes only get one usable episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I would show up at Steve's at like nine a.m. and I would leave at like two thirty to get my kids from school at three. And yeah, we end up with like an hour and ten minutes of usable audio. Somehow, I don't know. Steve's, we were, Steve's like sometimes it's because we were in the. <laughs> Shit, I forgot to hit record. Well, no, it's because it's because we had to pause for like 15 minutes every 15 minutes so my furnace could turn off. <laughs> we yeah, recorded in the dungeon. We're in the basement. I straight up got the was... furnace off right now to record. And also, if I need to say something, this potato lager I'm drinking right now is kind of bullshit and nothingness. Anyways, continue. Oh. And that's an establishment brew. It is, too. but it's nothingness. I'm drinking establishment oh. brew. Can we take a pause? What is everybody drinking right now? I'm establishment well, potato lager, but it's there's nothing to it. Yeah, we already heard from you, Sean. Sorry. You've established <laughs> that the potato lager is shit. What's that beer called, Sean? <laughs> Key, it's not shit. It's just that it's nothingness. No, but what's it called? This this spuds, spuds for, for you. you. So they actually got sued yeah. by uh uh, Budweiser, They're, those beers are n- never allowed to be sold again because this Bud's for you is Budweiser's tagline. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, establishment got a cease and desist order. They had to sell everything, and then they were not allowed to ever use that oh. again. That's okay. You just it's drank not a collector's good. item worth millions of dollars. Sounds like it's not bad. Not such a bad thing, though. If it's it's actually, you just drank yeah. a McAllen 50-year-old, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, it's legendary I- beer. I'm actually drinking a tasting room Hazelburn right now. Oh Jesus, peacocking again! He's peacocking again. I've never seen I've never seen so many beautiful feathers for a, in a, in <laughs> no, an It's episode. what I'm drinking: purples and green. Fucking whiskey you guys podcast. Want some? I'm drinking a 50 year old <laughs> McAllen. No big deal. But I'm <laughs> I'm drinking I'm drinking um, whiskey. It's not even whiskey. It's like a year and a half years old. And uh, it's straight out of the still, and they, instead of putting in a cast, they put in a little, just a, like a metal container, and that's exact opposite of what Dave's drinking, because I can't afford what Dave drinks. I think I'm going to get some samples for you boys. We can do this together. How about that? <laughs> I'm drinking. I will accept I've got that. Three, I've got three drinks going. I have... Jesus. I have a beer. Which is... Um, uh, it's the uh, the establishment afternoon delight New England pale ale, one of the best pale ales on the market. It sounds Great better beer. than a potato lager. It it is probably for sure. Mm-hmm. I have for some reason tonight, which I don't drink, I drink hardly ever. I needed like a way to wake up because I knew we were recording, so I poured myself a coke, and I was like, why am I just drinking? Why am I just drinking a coke? So I poured obviously half. Of the glass with uh, Woodford Ooh, bourbon. Just so I love come. Woodford. Yeah, just to be a Coke and bourbon. But it's also it's working. It's waking me up. It's got some caffeine. And then, so you're having like a like a seventy dollar bourbon and Coke. Some yeah, I do lots. Yeah, nice. Um, and then uh, well, it's Woodford Double Oak. So it's I do it lots. He says. But, he says. And then I'm drinking lots, drinking the wine Orion Egg and Boulder Single Nose. So I'm triple fisting right now, and I'm you know I'm just I'm just on a path to pissing off my wife, <laughs> as we all are. I think I cracked a bottle, a fresh seal of the whiskey agency Heads and Tails Canada single malt nice. Scotch whiskey distilled at M- McDuff Distillery. Oh, Each seven nice. years, cast strength. 
Okay, I tried that. Hogshead, but it tastes there's like a reason. Cough syrup to me. I'm sorry. I actually liked it. I tried it. It was good. It's weird. It tastes like burnt. It tastes like cough syrup on fire. It was weird. I don't know. I, I tried it at ABC last week. And like, it's interesting. I just don't, I don't think I get past a couple drams of that bottle. I don't know what it was. Oh, it's, I uh, like it. It's, it's a cool, like it's, it's a weird, it's a cool whiskey, yeah. but yeah. But I chose this because as we'll see later on in my year in review, uh, there is a reason I chose this one to drink while recording this. Episode. Oh yeah. That's why, that's why we're here. Oh, we call that, we call that a segue. Yeah. Let's so get back into back, it. This is chapter two from the dark clouds, 2021 year in review. <laughs> March is always an exciting time for me personally, as most of you could probably surmise with it being the month of St. Patty's Day and all. This year was a little bit different of a celebration as the two Shans teamed up and co-hosted the Egg Whiskey Nights Irish Invasion Tasting. This tasting brought together whiskey fans from across Canada for a night full of shenanigans, giveaways, and a lot of fun while sipping some of the best Irish whiskey bottles available to us in Canada. What happened immediately after that tasting wrapped up and our hangovers cured was one of the things I'm most proud of for this entire year. Sean and I pulled up our socks and immediately started working on the Irish Invasion 2 tasting. We figured planning it roughly for the halfway to St. Paddy's Day point in the year would be sufficient time to gather all the whiskey and prizes and double the participants while also doing it 100% completely for charity. First, we had no idea if we could be able to raise much money, having to procure the whiskey, the prizes, the sample bottles, the logistics, and it all being spread from coast to coast. We went into the early planning with what we thought was a very lofty goal of trying to get five grand to the Drams for Fans charity initiative, which would in turn be used with the Edmonton Food Bank to help feed the less fortunate in our community. What neither of us could have ever accounted for would be the insanely generous outpouring of support by the Irish whiskey community, both locally, nationally, and across the pond in Ireland. On top of that, the participants that wanted to take part and pay the actual money to listen to the two of us, along with some special guests, talk about Irish whiskey, raising money, and winning at least one prize per person was astonishing. Every single prize, every single bottle that was we had were donated by the brands, local companies, and even private individuals. To say we blew our initial goal out of the water is a huge understatement. We ended up raising 7500 bucks, which in turn was used to prepare 22,500 meals for the less fortunate in, around, in and around the Edmonton area. In a year with so much unknown and so many variables of just living life, this was a massive injunction and one I will forever feel proud to have contributed to. To any and all that had any part in making this charity tasting one of the coolest events I've ever been part of, say a million thank yous, and that still isn't enough to cover how genuinely thankful and proud I am. That was, guys, that was awesome. You guys killed it. That was awesome. That was Honestly, something How good like, I say Patty's Day going to be this year? We can't I even know. We can't, we can't beat it. We can't. <laughs> no, it's you know why it's going to be better? Because it'll be in person, man. Two stacks is hopefully going to actually arrive for St. Patty's Day. Nice. Hope, I say hopefully because who really knows? If ships are actually sailing across are they, the ocean, are right they now, sailing we're... backwards? Do you think? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we had a release. They're saying but... the tide, the tides are 
the tides um, are weird. Un- unpredictable. Mm. Sean, did you hear about the aliens? The aliens are taking our ships and just moving them around the planet. Oh, the al- is that the aliens from the ET-51 whiskey that the boys did the review of on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, it's or- Fuck me. Ardbeg. Ardbeg aliens. Ard- those fucking Ardbeg aliens. It's the Hypernova. <laughs> Hypernova release Supernova. Is coming out. Supernova, yeah. Uh, Super you, see, you just... You just like Hypernova is their next release. You just ruined it. Yeah. How do we always? Here's a question. How do, how do we always, always come back to Ardbeg? How do we? Well, it's because like we we gravitate to what really pisses Sean off. Yeah, but I like genuinely really enjoy Ardbeg, like on all levels. No, and we, I also have Ardbeg coasters. We all do. Yeah, we all do. Fine. So it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, we, listen, we, we'll, listen. We'll lift listen. up our shirts. Except all I want in the world, all I want in the world is an Ardbeg pen. Guys, once in a while, pen? that's we it. Can make that happen. Once I've, in a while, I've tried. I got ghosted. If the distillery just happens to close down, and uh, washbacks just happen to be left alone for a while, sometimes the fermentation times just take off. And you never know what's going to happen. So they just throw the lids off. And then next thing you know, you have fermentation. And Sean, if you think it's a marketing gimmick, you're wrong. It is absolute. <laughs> just, just, it just happened. And I'm having deja vu right now. Yeah. So you, anyways. Yeah. So what you're saying is this 10 day period where this washback thing happened really made whiskey that they couldn't sell any other way. So like, fuck it. We'll charge $300 a bottle and sell it to the nerd. <laughs> John, it's John. it's gonna be. I would pay. I would pay. I would pay fifteen thousand dollars for that bottle. Because <laughs> listen, I, I'm, I'm. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. I'm, do you, when I'm you dark. Brush your, I, when you brush your teeth, I'm dark clouding, and I'm seriously. I'm longer. Yes. Do you want to grind yes, a quick right? malt here, sure. Sean? You ferment just, a little just longer. In between, in between no. reading. Do you want to grind a quick malt? No. No, no I'm that's good. good because we my malt grind will, my malt grind will come in the end. Ain't nobody oh, got time for that. I, as a whiskey nerd, as a whiskey nerd, I do want to see how different that will be from any other art bag, just with the extra fer- fermentation. Because well, obviously, I understand someone gets Travis it. has ingrained it in my head what fermentation times does. And I'm interested. But, but doesn't I mean I'm going to buy it. But fermentation I'll, I'll take a sample is, off your bottle. But like, it, listen, fermentation you can, time is not everything. It's no, not if everything. you could ferment your whiskey for 464 days and then put it in a cast that's, you know, 18th fill, and it doesn't matter. It's 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 a part of the process. But let me guess. The, in, these I want to do a fermentation, fermentation episode. We're going to do a fermentation episode. We're not going to talk about this right now. Well, our listeners We're going can't to do wait it. to hear that one. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's wood <laughs> or steel. <laughs> fermentation. <laughs> John, keep reading. Keep okay. reading your keep keep going. Reading your urine review. Let me guess. Okay. It's fermentation is going into heavily charred casks. <laughs> that all our bag gets. Okay, quiet. All right. Chapter three. This year of 2021. Dark Clouds 2021 <laughs> yes. year in review. Scorch. Oh yeah. <laughs> this Jesus fuck. Chapter three. Oh no, you can you can just start. This year of 2021, I fully devoted myself and dove even deeper into Irish whiskey as a whole. Seeing and talking to many people, both in Ireland and across the world, about what is taking place in Irish whiskey has been uplifting and inspiring. 
Watching with intent from afar as the Irish whiskey scene explodes and grows exponentially is exciting to me, and even though I may not be able to get my hands on every new release here in Canada, pretty lucky to be entwined in the international community of Irish whiskey fans and can lean on others for information and their thoughts on the products that I can't or won't get into my glass. I will continue to strive to bring Irish whiskey into the collective periphery of whiskey drinkers in Canada, so long as people still have the desire to learn and taste along with me. Through networking with various people this year, I had my very own hashtag created by a friend in Ontario perfectly sums up my love for a particular distillery in Ireland. The Kincaid for Kilbegan hashtag has taken a life of its own and is now recognized not only in Canada, but in Ireland and by the team at Kilbegan itself. It's only fitting that Kilbegan took home my annual award for Distillery of the Year in my Dark Cloud Whiskey Awards. Among the many other exciting happenings in Irish whiskey this year was the establishment of even more new distilleries that are now maturing stock for future release. The total number of active distilleries is over 40, at a significant rise in the last 10 years, seeing as in 2013 there was only four active distilleries. Irish whiskey is the quickest growing spirits category in the world right now and doesn't show any signs of slowing down. What has me most excited with this renaissance in Irish whiskey is that every single style is being made at these new brands. Peated, some using actual Irish peat, single malt, single pot still, and single grain, and of course, the always popular blended Irish whiskey. As always, feel free to reach out at any time if you have questions on anything Irish whiskey related, or if you just want to taste some new expressions you may be unfamiliar with. I'll always be honest with anyone seeking knowledge when it comes to the category of whiskey that I hold near and dear to my heart. So, why do you hate scotch? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't hate scotch. Do it's you actually the most... do you have something against the number two, and you only like the number three in terms of well, distillation time? Historic, yeah. Three is a very more way more powerful number than two. I mean, number two <laughs> is what we use to call it shit. Do you are you in, numer- in numerology so narcissistic about your last powerful. name that you can't get past the Irish connection? Is that the the, the genetic? My name is Scottish. My name is Kate is Scottish. Then you're are you a yes. traitor? Are you yes? Like here Dave, here's what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened to Sean. I don't so know if I want to... the the equivalency would be like is this if, gonna make me sad if, if you went yeah, more than likely. randomly on a trip to the United States and you were like all I'm going to drink for the rest of my life is bourbon. Mm. Basically, Sean mm. went to Ireland once and he was like, oh, cool. They make whiskey here. I am. That's all I'm going to drink forever. That's all I will devote my life to is Irish whiskey. But there and is like, there's it's some like, nobility it's, it's, in that. There's it's like, there's a, there's, yeah. remember when we went to the Victoria Whiskey Festival? It, the equivalency yeah. would be if you and I were like shelter point for life <laughs> we're not going to drink any other whiskey that's where sean's at right now and that's we just all have to respect that well it's it's important that he knows what he enjoys but at the same time sean like irish whiskey's not that good i'm sorry it's, <laughs> okay whoa like i like irish okay. whiskey too Some of it's okay i like irish actually, whiskey too. actually i will say this the tasting we had together there are some gems in that irish there tasting, are some man. Well done, boys. that was tasty shit and sean kincaid's so upset right now he can't even talk so i'm gonna i bought a red breast cast strength the other day and i really enjoyed i it. also bought one the other day and it's it's so good delicious and there are some some so good irish whiskeys mm. out there that just need to be had and that's why we did the irish invasion number one 
and number two, Kincaid. Keep going. I just want to touch on the history thing with Dave for a bit. So on my trip, there yeah. was two distilleries that I had to go to, Bushmills yes. in Ireland. But the very first distillery I've ever been to in my life mm-hmm. was Glen Goyne. The reason for that is the name Kincaid comes from a piece of land just southeast of this distillery, and yeah. it means the head of the pass. And if yeah. you know the area, like the the hills that come down there, the Kincaid land was started in like the 1200s or 1100s. It was given to a guy. He was like the seventh in yeah, he was the seventh in line in his family. And he's like, I'm never going to get anything being the seventh son. So he changed his name to the name that the land that he was given as a prize. And yeah. that's where the Kincaid name started. And so oh, when I was, when we were going cool. over there, I was like, what is the closest distillery to where the Kincaid started? And it was Glen Goyne. I just happened to be lucky enough that it was a fantastic distillery. <laughs> Glen Goyne's amazing. That's my own personal history. Well, that's exciting. I'm Métis, so I have a whole bunch of layers. <laughs> uh, I'm Dave. Dave, this is a, uh, a Sean Kincaid episode. This oh, that's right. About this is right. about you. This is not about you. I'm not even, not even that. Yeah, okay, okay. Everyone can just okay. be quiet. Chapter 4 from Sean's 2021 Year in Review. <laughs> 2021 has also found me exploring some brands and even styles that I've rather shied away from previously. One area I've grown a fondness for is that of single grain whiskey, mostly from Scotland, but also for some from Ireland, America, and Canada. My first love in single grain was from Cambus Distillery in Scotland, which is now silent and such a shame because everything I've ever tasted from Cambus has been exceptional. I've been lucky enough to have tasted a variety of single grain whiskey from various distilleries such as North British, Invergordon, German, Port Dundas, Skimbridge, Caledonian, and Loch Lomond in Scotland, and in Ireland, Kilbegan, Teeling, Method Madness, JJ Corey, Fricullen, Clonakilty, Hyde, Glendalough, and Egan's. In North America, there are some great single grains coming out as well. They're just not usually classified as single grain in the same way they are across the pond. So far, I've been thoroughly impressed with many that I have had. With Scottish single grain, it tends to be the higher age releases that come across my palate as dignified and layered and flavorful. A big part of that is the single grain whiskey that is bottled and sold by itself has been aged in refill casks and therefore takes a lot longer to reach a mature state. In Ireland, the producers are more keen to take their grain distillate and fill a fresher cask, which will result in a bottle-ready product way faster than using second, fourth, or eighth refill casks. What I do know is that in the near future, I plan on exploring grain whiskeys a lot more with great fervor. Yes, please. Did you just use the word um, fervor? Fervor? Fervor. Was that fervor? 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 Fervor. 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 Did you use like a like an app for that word? Like you define other words for um I don't know. No. I've never used a thesaurus in my life. Dave, what's the history of the word fervor? Synonyms for not a linguist, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Can I, All right, can I'm just, just going to say... go into chapter five. Okay. No, 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 wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about single grain whiskeys here. I will yes, yes, please. Five, yeah, there's something. Not you. 
I also I just like how it's like people are like, okay, Sean, Sean's an Irish whiskey fan, and people are like, oh, that's kind of cute, that's nice, and then <laughs> and then Sean's cute. like, Sean's like, oh, I'm also a Glen Goyne fan. And they're like, okay, yeah, he's got other fans. That's a little cute. And and then now you're just like, I'm just a single grain fan. I'm just, I'm just a fan of the whole category. And then now, like, how am I supposed to take you seriously anymore? You you like so much different whiskey. Where where's the line get drawn here? Okay, okay, okay. Do you like Jura? You're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Let's I'm not smoke jump. Jura. Well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> there's a dark cloud in Jura Park tonight. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if you for, can if you can listen closely, she's in my bedroom right now. Oh no. Oh boy. Okay, single grains are are like legit. And especially Irish single grains. Let's be honest. Well, and this yeah. is coming from not the dark cloud, not Sean Kincaid. Irish single grains are able to pull off a single grain at next level. And I would really like to to in the future dive into why because we why, there's, why is why are you asking that question like what like what do you mean the why like why I can probably tell you why why can an irish single grain be a no age statement and really good and a a scottish single grain be a 23 year old and have to cask. be really good it's all cask man it's yeah all that's cask. what i'm saying like, like a lot of the scottish single grains yeah but in a in a you like a, a a second third fill a hogshead because yeah. they're intended to age over a long period of time um and a lot of the irish single grains which which really like when you think a single grain it's really no different than uh than, than a bourbon yeah, or yeah, exactly. right and that's the thing but but they're all using more fresh casks and more fresh wood well, yeah so they're getting they're getting more they're getting more expression out of the cask than they are and and there's i think that like honestly there's there's appreciation in in a like i'm drinking right now this canvas 1991 that sounds it's, awesome it's out of a sherry butt and the sherry butt i guarantee you is like a third fill probably second or third fill yeah yeah and it's 20 whatever years but spirit spirit age over that length in that cask is going to be far different than than it is age in a like get what i'm saying like there's value yeah. in aging spirit for a shorter amount of time in a really fresh cask versus seeing it's, how a spirit for interacts sure. for sure a third it's, fill cask over a longer period of time right? it's what, all part of or well, the, I, I wonder what I wonder what a grain comes out with a triple distilled single grain. Like there's there's got to be not much actual water left. Like what's the alcohol percentage of a triple distilled single grain, right? Because if at that point, then it, the alcohol percentage of that grain will pick up 100 percent of the cast taste, right? Single there's malt is coming out. Single malt is coming out at like 70, I think three percent or something. Like, like single grain is coming out of those columns still. Is that? 90 plus percent i think yeah i'm pretty sure it's like 90 plus yeah. percent yeah. so it's a big, so it's a big it, difference in terms of so if they have a single malt grain out of a still instead of a column still of like a pot still then there's a lot more water still left in that grain at 70 percent. if it's coming out of a column still like in scotland mm -hmm. jesus those that's like 90 something percent there's no water left there's very little taste left no it's straight that's, rubbing alcohol 
Yeah, and that's why you throw it in the cast. It takes forever. But that's another reason why I think too. But if but you maybe put in that, Ireland, you put maybe in Ireland, Dave. I know are they stills or they call them stills, right? What you're saying is maybe in Ireland, they're they're producing their grain whiskey completely differently. It's not exactly. They're not producing it just for blends. They're not producing. They're producing grain whiskey to be consumed as a actual yeah. bottle, right? Yeah. I think that's the biggest difference is most of the single grain distilleries in Scotland, it's 95% of it is to add as filler to blends. Yeah. And in yeah. Ireland, it's like the Cologne's and the Glendalock, like yeah. super, not craft, like, like smaller distilleries, but they're yeah. doing the single grain with a purpose. They know they're going to put yeah. it in fresh yeah. casks. They're going to distill it in a better way to get more flavor, more oils. And well, how, how like many that. distillery so, core range, but I mean, grains do you see out of Scotland? Like nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like they're they're all they're all independent bottles. They're all. But that's yeah. what, that's what I wonder is could could an Invergordon or you know Loch Lomond they do crazy yeah. stuff with everything or North British? Why like, doesn't Loch Lomond? British. Yeah. Well, they they but could. North British in a twelve year releasing a twelve year in like a first fill like virgin oak. That would be insane. Ooh, I would, like, I would kill British for. Uh, but it, it, it probably will. Whiskey I've had. Yeah, and it probably would kill. You know what? Else, you know what else kills? Selling ten million liters selling to, to Shivas, Johnny Walker, to Johnny Walker, yeah. and, and then to, you don't have to yeah. worry about the details, and you just make sure. millions of dollars a year, right? Like if you're a company, your baselines are baseline. You're going to move forward, and like the old experimental shit, that's fun, but it doesn't pay the bills. No, it's a, it's a very good point. Thank you. No, that's, that's, a very that, good, uh, that's a very good side of the story. It's, and that's what impact models are about. Like that's 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 what we're all about. Perfect right? segue. It's almost oh. a perfect segue if Into, somebody wants to introduce chapter five. This is chapter five from the chapter dark. five. Chapter five. The The Dark Cloud Thesis. One of the absolute coolest parts of my year has been getting to know and chat with Gurpreet Singh Ranu at Gur Whiskey, who is the owner and master distiller at the brand new distillery in my area called Anoka. For almost the entire year, I had the pleasure of getting okay, to know wait a minute, wait a minute. and his wait brother minute, through social wait minute, media. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not, oh, it's not oh, in oh, Spruce oh, Grove. Oh. Okay, I don't like that you took... Yeah, that's in, for being that's in Parkland Park County. If you want yeah. to be technical, can you can you retract it's that? Fucking statement, twelve minutes from my door. Well, can you edit? Uh, can you edit? Let's it? have a two-hour conversation about geo- geography. I'd say it's closer to Wobbleman than it is uh, Spruce Grove. So let's just be clear here. Before you, before basically, they're lackluster. that you own the is the other way. Did Sean Kincaid just take credit for Anoka? Like, for, I think Sean Kincaid just said, "I own Anoka." I think he did. I think he said. Me. That I heard yeah, that work, he works for that's me. a little yeah. bit. That's a little bit, yeah, anyways. You know, Sean, continue on with chapter. I didn't know Anoka was making Irish five, whiskey. Whatever we're on, yeah. Is it Anoka making Irish whiskey now? Is that what's going on? Hold on. Somebody give I'm getting to that, Dave. <laughs> okay. So, can you can you back up and say the Wobbleman Distillery? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I live in Parkland County. For almost the entire year, I had the pleasure of getting to know Gurpreet through social and his brother through so, social media first, and then later in the year through many interactions personally. 
even before I ever knew the location of the new distillery, I could tell through the conversations that I had just how knowledgeable and full of passion for spirit he is. Once the distillery was in some semblance of put together, but definitely still under construction, I was invited out to take a look around. From the moment I turned onto the country road off the highway where it is located, I could see the stark black buildings that make up the still house, the grain silo. Oh no! Oh no! Don, we lost you, buddy. Go on. Oh, the segue was just oh, awesome, too. No. Invited out for the grand opening festivities. festivities and seeing the stills in place for the first time, I was speechless. Going forward, you were speechless now, for a while there. Fuck! Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep You're going. beautiful. Keep going. Keep going. We'll tie it together. Keep going. We'll make it work. My wife is on fucking TikTok anyway. Uncut. <laughs> we got a one take policy here, so keep going. All right. I... <laughs> I was honored and humbled to be invited out for the grand opening festivities and seeing the stills in place for the first time, I was speechless. Going forward, and now that their whiskey production is about to begin in full force, I can't wait to be able to head out there, make myself a little spot in the corner, set up my laptop, my camera, and my notebook, and try to capture some of the action as it happens. It seems like a long time in the future before we can taste actual whiskey that has been produced from Anoka, but I know with the brains and passion behind the project, the whiskey will be top-notch and will turn heads. They have claimed to want to have Octomore of Canada as well as a single pot still style Irish with malted and unmalted barley in their repertoire as it ages. That's cool, man. That's so cool. That's so cool. So, we, I mean... Can we uh, can we talk about Anoka, I guess? Let's, let's... That's so badass. They just installed their stills. They just actually made their first uh, their first mash this week. I saw yeah. that. Um, and the team they got there is awesome. Dave's awesome. Like the whole group is just awesome. Yeah. Awesome people. Here's the so question. Generous Here's the question. The... You take two people, and and this is this is an honest question. But I've tasted their new make, and I've raved about their new make. You have two people who have never worked in the distillery before. And they have now been given a cool distillery, cool stills, cool setup. What is going to happen? Uh, like this is, I think magic. It's not. I think yeah, magic. I think so you know too, why? Because, because there's no, it. there's no, there's nothing holding them back. There's no history. I mean, history is awesome. Dave, no, no, has, there's has, no precedent, which is awesome. Yeah, there's no precedent. History, that's what I mean. History fucking sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. But there's nothing. There's nothing saying, oh, you can't do this because we've yeah. never done it. But, yeah. like, we've all been out there and seen. They have a dedicated miniature still specifically for stupid fucking ideas that they want to try. And it's an experimental still, and that's all they're going to use it for. Well, and and this, I, don't I, I want I to be the one. Stupid. Yes. No, it's, like, glorious. Gloriously fucking cool. And I want to be there with a little glass underneath the drippings coming the new off. Make. The first new yeah, make. Like, yeah. And on well, top the of first... it all... The this first is the kind made. of person that that Capriti is, right? After yeah. after my son was born, before Christmas, he reached out immediately, and he was like, "We're distilling right away. You're gonna come out, and you're gonna write your son's name on a cask, one of the first casks that we fill, 
and he's like and we're gonna we're gonna age it for as long as you want and that's gonna be what you pour for your son when he's able to drink like that's, that's unreal. just that's unreal yeah he's just that like that's on that's top of it all on top of like not to mention that the guy is a uh he's got a master of science he's got a master in brewing and distilling he's a he's got a, a law degree he's like the, the guy's a genius on so many levels like he's a very intellectual yeah he actually actually told me once that he wants to take an enzyme from my beard (laughs) yeast and actually like propagate it and use it to make whiskey like he's is that a thing is that yeah you can do that's a thing he wants to float so far outside the box to create something interesting and but based on like calculated science that it's it's it is incredible. It smacks of it's Don Livermore a little bit, right? It's astonishing. Yeah. No, Don, it's different than Don. Don, different. Don Livermore is a blender. Don Livermore is true. That's true. a blender. These guys, and again, when I say you, you're taking two guys that have never run stills before, right? Dave Dave Scott has never run a still before. I don't think Gerpe has ever run a still before. Do you? Well, just the miniature yeah, he trial. He has his own still at home for probably about six years. Oh, now, wow. Yeah. Years, yeah. So, and then they just take this on and they're like, and we're not just going to run stills. We're going to put flames behind them. Mm-hmm. Direct, like, literally fires, direct yeah. flame fire stills, which we know people in this community are criticizing and saying, you can't make consistent spirit with a flame fired still. And I'm saying, who wants Bimber. consistent, who wants consistent spirit? No, no, but yeah. who wants consistent spirit? Do yeah. you, want... you can make you can make two or three casks that taste delicious. No, and I do want... that again, another one. I want one. unique. I want cool. I want yeah. the best. I want something different. Here's what I want, you guys. I want a <laughs> Lost in Translation cask where they crank that flame up so high that they can't even stir the stuff in the still because it's so hot. To eleven. That's yeah. That's <laughs> the, that's the stuff I want. And if you want consistent product, go to Glenn Fittick, go to Glenn Livet. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm, I, I've heard people criticizing them for the, the flame stills. And I'm like, as a whiskey nerd, I'm going to say I 100% think it's awesome what they are doing. I, I well, And they're using open ta- open top for fermentation, right? Like the yeast yeah, in the air some and stuff. Yeast and some natural bacteria coming Whatever in. that huge accordion-looking fucking squeezer. Oh, that thing's incredible. Thing, fuck, yeah. That's oh. so cool. Like, the, every piece of equipment, like, they paid like an exorbitant amount of money to paint their grain tanks black to match the distillery yeah. just because they wanted it to match. And when you drive down the highway and look over, like in the, I, cause I live in Spruce Grove, not in Parkland County, Steve asshole, but I'm in Facebook groups. And literally when those buildings went up, there was daily people posting, what is going on a range road, blah, blah, blah. There's a giant black buildings. What it are looked they? like a church. Yeah. And I was like, it's a distillery. And they're like, what? It is. Like it, it is. Um, I, I'm, I have very strong connections to Dave Scott, who is the distillery manager. I walked into Cork several times early in my whiskey life. And Dave Scott eventually came to me and said, why don't you just work here? Dave Scott hired me to work at Cork. He is now the distillery manager at this distillery. You work at Cork? 
Yeah, I used to I used to sell whiskey at King Cork as a little what? side job. Firefighters have a lot of time, Sean. Okay. Yeah. They work three days. Very more. different from paramedics who <laughs> we work have a, all the time. We have a special we have a special <laughs> schedule. It's three days on, thirty days off. That's that's our thing. And those three days are sweeping or sleeping. Let's just yeah, yeah. It's two picnics, two sleepovers, and four days off. That's yeah, what firemen lives are saving. Uh, the little characters in the foosball table. Okay, Sean, let's, get, let's move on to the rest of the book here. Whatever you... <laughs> hey, chapter 27 of the Dark Clouds 2021 20, year in review. Chapter All right. Now, <laughs> this two is where... The two sleepovers. I can't get over that. This, this is going to be our best <laughs> episode yet. <laughs> this is where the seven-year Macduff comes into play um when it came to buying habits for me in 2021 i turned my attention to distilleries that are more unknown or at the very least much less hyped and sought after most of the time this was accomplished through scouring shelves and websites for independent bottlers these indie brands are able to source age bottle and release single casks from distilleries that may not ever release bottles themselves whether that's due to being used mainly as components and blends or perhaps just having a small distribution in the world. Glenn Berge is a perfect example of this. A couple years ago, I stumbled upon a 10-year Glenn Berge bottle released by Gordon McPhail that was unbelievably priced at $31 Canadian. I took a shot in the dark and grabbed one to see what it was all about, as, as it wasn't a name I'd ever seen on shelves before. All that bottle did was impress myself as well as every single person I shared it with. It impressed so much that the whiskey fabric in a span of a month or two had sent me back numerous times and we collectively cleaned out the store of over 45 bottles this one bottle then created an awareness for whiskey from this distillery that not many still have heard of and when it is it is always from an independent bottler the awakened consciousness of this one distillery eventually led to a virtual tasting containing only bottles of different glenberg releases from various brands and it was one of my favorite tastings i've ever been a part of to this day I guess what I'm trying to say is 2021 started me seeking out the next Glenbury for myself and others. Exploring distilleries I do not know much about and diving in full bore, learning about their history and what they are all about. I already have a handful on my list to check out and we'll probably just add this to this list as the year progresses. Do you know, do you know um, I had someone message me literally today with a picture of three of those Glen Burgies at a shop in Calgary. What? Yeah. And the first said, editions? Yeah. He said, How good is this bottle? You guys keep talking about it. And I said, just number one, buy yourself a bottle. Number two, where are you? He will not tell me where he is. <laughs> so like Travis, your uncle is going to work and find these little gem liquor stores in Calgary. No, There's a ton. Ken Watt. Calgary, yeah, Calgary's, Calgary's got market, some though. hidden spot, like hidden oh, corners. They do. they do. And Ken Watt's going to work. It's been really cool to see him just digging this up. <laughs> it's been neat. Well, I, Josh and I found Glendronic 2013-12-year-olds 12-year-old, at literally some mom and pop shop in a strip mall in, like, middle of buff fuck that's, nowhere, that's Calgary. We walked in, and immediately Josh knew from, the like, the shade of red on the tin. He's like... That's them. That's them. And we got like three. Yeah, it's awesome. So, that's the thing. Oh, go ahead, Dave. 
that's the thing about being an impact bottler. Like, like obviously with you guys, it's the same thing with Dranmore and a couple others, single malt cask. It's the best. Like, it's just like I have so much fun with independent bottles. Carnmore is amazing. I, yeah, I'm lucky to be a part of it. But it's so cool when you see an old malt cask or a really cool car, Gordon McPhail. I just feel like I get the best bang for your buck, and it's been that way for a long, long time. Then independent bottles. Yeah, but, like, you been... get you get inch fad like like it's just so much different. Fun. We have it. We have we have a we actually have a couple whiskeys like a Glen Murray. We have like a like a special release like Tobomori maybe coming. Like that shit's cool. Yeah, we might be doing something cool with the Tobomori very soon, Sean. So um, it's just fun. We're gonna we gotta finish this episode because we gotta keep it under an hour. Yeah, so how Sean, many days are we in? No. How many so boxes are we in? I have one one section in the summary. That's oh, it. Perfect. Chapter, <laughs> summary. Chapter well, no, no. He has an appendix. Let's, let's break it up. Appendices. Stop appendix, us appendices. after the first section to chirp you, and then we'll go on. Bibliography. All right. Chapter whatever. Sean. The first line of this, I totally contradict myself. But we'll fuck Here's it, my whatever. graphic novel and everything I said yeah. beforehand. <clears throat> All right. Lastly, I will write a brief... Cole's notes version of what I've dubbed the once in a lifetime dream whiskey weekend. Oh yeah. Look it's up. not really Cole's notes. Look up. Look, the feathers. Look at me. I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. I received an invitation to travel to Vancouver, BC to taste the oldest bottled single malt in history. I was lucky enough to be able to have my beautiful wife, Mrs. Dark Cloud, Accompanying me on this little getaway, and that made it all that little bit more special. <laughs> Has she agreed after, to just dark after time? this? Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? after a slight delay? Bring her on! Fuck off! Bring her on the show! <laughs> She's in bed. <laughs> After a slight delay leaving Edmonton, we were up and on our way. Once we landed and picked up our rental car, we made our way through Vancouver to the accommodations that were also provided for us for part of the weekend package. I was warned before the trip even happened that the Wedgwood Hotel would steal my heart and end up being my favorite hotel I ever stayed in. From the second we were greeted by the valet to the check-in process to finally opening the door on our home for the weekend, this place was nothing short of incredible. Very old school, but classy. The decor with character and spades. This hotel is easily my favorite hotel in Canada. That is not even in question. Sean, upon entering, Sean, yeah. Sean quick pause. I think Sean McCuller fell asleep. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Keep going. I think I had to point it out. Keep going. Upon entering the room, I had just enough time to open a box of samples that were left for me containing some absolute unicorns, courtesy of authentic wine and spirits, James Bourne. We didn't have time to dig into them, as a good pal of mine, Jeremy Pugh, was outside waiting to take the wife and I on a tour of one of his favorite spots in the city. We went downstairs, got into his vehicle, and we were off to the next adventure. We parked somewhere near Gastown, I think, and Jeremy treated us to one of the best coffees I've ever had in my life. Then we proceeded on foot to scope out some locations to shoot as we both had our cameras and a few bottles in hand. We walked and walked and walked and chatted about life and before we even realized, spent close to three hours shooting bottles and just catching up as friends do. Yeah, this was the first time we met in person. We parted ways temporarily and I surprised Mrs. Dark Cloud with reservations at a perfect little spot called The Flying Pig. A quaint, cozy restaurant with food to replenish the energy we had spent traveling and walking around for hours. 
Did what happened say, next? Did you just say quaint? Yeah. Okay. He also said replenish the energy, like a Gatorator. I'm awake! Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Keep going. Keep going, John. What happened next? I still don't quite comprehend why it happened, but I know that it did, in fact, happen. After we finished our meal, we were scheduled to meet up with Jeremy again, as well as a few others that were in town for the big event. They had pre- been prearranged by Mike Breezewaugh to meet at Fett's Whiskey Kitchen for a casual night of drams and conversation. The wife and I decided to partially walk off the big meal we just had and start off on foot in the general direction of Fett's. Figured we could hail a taxi down halfway or on our way there, whatever. Take the cab the rest of the way to the pub. Close to an hour later, and with my poor feet aching, we arrived and settled in for a fine evening at what can only be described as Whiskey Heaven, Fett's Whiskey Kitchen. This would have made the first day of the trip more than complete and already a perfect start. However, upon returning to the hotel, Mr. Breezewaugh invited a few of us up to his hotel room, as he usually does, and this is where day one got a little silly. Once settled into the small living room in the living room area of Mike's hotel room, he proceeded to pour for us a 1956 Four Roses bourbon, a Bushmills 400th anniversary bottle, and a bottle of A.H. Hirsch 16-year, which has a book written about it literally called The Greatest Bourbon You Will Never Taste. And here we are just casually drinking in a hotel room. Day two in Vancouver started as many days around this time of year had started, pouring rain. We decided to grab a quick breakfast from Timmy's, the sweet, sweet Timmy's, a block down from the hotel. And thankfully, there were umbrellas in each room for us just for the kind of day it was. After a quick bite, we called on the car, brought it around for us, and we spent this rainy day driving and seeing some sights and doing a little Christmas shopping. 27,000 steps the previous day mixed with a late night and sharing some good drams and great times had caught up to me, and we returned to the Wedgwood for a quick siesta before the big evening. What came next was and still feels like a dream. The invited group of guests and honored hosts all met in the lobby of the hotel, umbrellas in hand, and we walked a couple blocks to the restaurant that was playing host for the evening. A finer assortment of well-dressed gentlemen the city of Vancouver has never seen before. Immediately upon arrival, each guest was asked to place their phones into a bowl, which was then placed in a locking cabinet just outside the seating area, where they would remain for the entirety of the wait, meal wait, service. Wait a minute. Are you going to a swingers party? Like, yeah. what are you pulling out of the bowl? <laughs> <laughs> this was not that's some a, stipulation. That, <laughs> this was not a stipulation that Gordon and Fine-looking gentlemen? Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Keep going. Yeah, you're, Bo- you're probably a bowl full of boxer briefs. <laughs> Those are the best. Bowl full of jizz. This is not a stipulation that Gordon McPhail had insisted upon. It is, in fact, the restaurant policy for everyone that eats there. And for this evening, it was perfect as it allowed each guest to truly savor every last second the food, drink, and conversation that were consumed. The menu that was created specifically for this tasting consisted of six courses and each paired with different wines and spirits. These included a champagne, one of the best white wines I've ever tasted in my life, beautiful Amarone Red, a young Glenlivet 30 and 40 year, and a cocktail made with Benaromic 21 year. In between the fourth and fifth courses, the tables were completely cleared off and the star of the night was presented and introduced by Mr. Richard Urquhart. Glenlivet, 80-year-old, was unveiled in its full glory, including the custom-designed artful display box, and I can attest that every single aspect of this bottle and the accompanying accessories are exquisite works of art and truly befitting of a whiskey of this stature and prominence. Each guest in attendance was personally presented a kit that included a Glencarn with an etched 80 on it, 
a one ounce sample bottle also etched in the same way with a tamper proof seal enclosing it. After we all tasted this absolute once in a lifetime whiskey, we were also given a presentation box to hold everything in, complete with a booklet telling the story of the cask and the whiskey, and it came with this odd little wooden acorn. The acorn signifies oak, which is the actual gift associated with an 80th anniversary. Gordon McPhail used the actual cask that held this whiskey for 80 years and made the staves into these little keepsake acorns. And for me, it was one of the coolest aspects of the entire gift pack. Now, the whiskey itself, and what a whiskey it is. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a bit of apprehension about a whiskey spending 80 years in a single barrel. That it may be overall taste a little woody. I say this based on past experiences with high-age statement whiskeys that have clearly spent too much time interacting with wood casks and taste very much like I was assume licking the inside of a barrel would taste like. It was a worry shared amongst the attendees prior to having these presented to us. But once in front of us, we were all dumbfounded and in a trance-like state, waiting for someone at the table to make the first move, which after the slight self-imposed delay was finally poured into each glass. I swear I nosed this glass for what seemed like 45 minutes. The nose on this whiskey is one I will never forget. The notes are seared in my mind like no whiskey ever, ever before. After a legitimate five minutes of just nosing and becoming familiar with and peeling back every layer emanating from the Glen Cairn, it was finally time to take a small sip. This instantly became a whiskey I will never forget. Every note slowly folding into the next, every layer sliding off, revealing the next, and the next, and the next. It begged to be cherished, and cherished we did. The actual whiskey tasting portion lasted about 45 minutes, which both seemed like hours, while at the same time felt like only seconds. After that, dessert was supped and the formal portion of the evening was completed. Our phones were freed from their cell and the bottles from every pour, as well as the star of the night, were all made available for a few pictures. The inside of the restaurant was not conducive to taking decent photos with cell phones, so of course we took them outside, into the public, to the well-lit courtyard area. All I can really say is much hilarity and chaos ensued. There were bottle toss photos taken with the $140,000 bottle, fake throat pours, and finally some posing photos with the bottle and the elaborate artful case that came in. Upon returning indoors from the rain and the bottle safely stowed away, our gracious host popped a few more Gordon McPhail beauties for us to drink, and before we knew it, goodbyes were being said, and the group from out of town were making the late night, early morning jaunt through that downtown Vancouver back to our hotel. A bunch of us had big plans to again sit around in a hotel room and share some epic bottles. However, the come down from the epic evening, coupled with the late hour, and unfortunately some early flights later that morning, meant we all just turned in for the night. That's it, and then I have a summary. I, the one That's... takeaway I got from that is that you, you really like white wine? <laughs> <laughs> I hate white wine, but the white wine we have is really good. <laughs> that's if there if crazy. there wasn't like a possible chapter you could edit that's the one right there sean like yeah. if you're so that was a long one and we hate you all by the way sean like, mccall all filled with asleep. jealousy envy all those but i think I'm okay originally i was gonna just do a cole's note and then as i got into it i just kept typing 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 and I've literally I've been talking that I'm gonna make, like write an actual article about that weekend, but I'm literally just gonna copy and paste what I just read. I was yeah, just I think chilling to I think I want to I want to hear more about the swingers party after. That's what I want to hear about. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, there was like, all men and one woman. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> oh. for Sean's wife, 
there was not too many options in the swingers party. Amen. Can I? No, that, 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 I, like, I agree with them. That's, I think that's a standalone type conversation, what you just did, because it kind of loses its sway at the end. It just becomes too Dave, much. We're still, but on, Dave, we're still recording the episode right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I will say this. Holy fuck. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Like, that's, that's so... That's cool and fuck you. Is the, at yeah, the same no, time. we'll be we'll we'll talk about it some more when we have uh, James Bourne on next. Oh but yeah, it's yeah, it's an it. it's a once in a lifetime experience, and I know you obviously lived it up. You appreciated it. it. Was yeah, it was everything you wanted it to be, and I'm I'm happy for you, buddy. Honestly, yeah, and, yeah and that's I'm, that's awesome. Super happy for you, but also like I'm I'm a lot jealous of you. I'm I, I am mad at you. And I've held it against you since. Uh, Sean, I'm just joking. Can you can you please give your summary? Yes. That please make first. It all I'll say is please make it shorter. Do you, please make it shorter yeah, than that last part. That was a literally. Big, that was a big bit. That was too. That was too long. Was it was a, a little too. Long. I think it stands on its own. That's all. Yeah. But how do you talk about something like a weekend like that? And like I, I know you, people I, are gonna hate hate me for no no all you say is that my best whiskey fuck, story fuck everybody whoever like, hates you i'm gonna punch yeah, you in the exactly. face like screw no, sean this is what you do sean you say this is my best whiskey well, story right and then you have a best whiskey story yeah. series right i have a best whiskey story oh it's an amazing day i would have been there by your side sean if it I'm wasn't sure. for having a baby within that month which honestly. is also so it's, awesome no no I, I i would have been there sean if if james Bourne would have invited me i would have born i wouldn't have God, been there because john i'm just i didn't get invited to and i didn't even get invited to ancora so i don't think i'm gonna get invited to vancouver like it's yeah. all good because you it's can't okay, pronounce the distillery properly <laughs> me neither <laughs> I wouldn't even get invited to the local McDonald's to try the new fountain pop. Um, well, that sucks for this, you. Yeah, sometimes I'm invited to my own. They know, have Ardbeg on top. Dave's like, hey, Anokra, Anokra Distillery, why am I not being Anoka? invited? And they're like, it's because we're called Anoka. And Dave's like, yeah, but doesn't matter. I just really want to come. <laughs> It's okra, like the the thing you the thing you put in stew, okra. I um, fucking wait. love okra. Right. I'm just like gonna fucking okra in, in, summarize oh, this. Yeah. Did I, miss so good. I think we should there? talk about orca. I think we should talk about okra too. <laughs> in stews, the orcas. Okay, okay. Orcas. Quiet, quiet, quiet. This this right. is the conclusion to the dark clouds 2021. <laughs> Year in review. Pew, 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 pew. Wah, wah. <laughs> Twenty twenty one was a year again mired in chaos and uncertainty of global of the global pandemic, and a review of the year wouldn't be fully complete without mentioning it. <laughs> again, virtual tastings and meetings were more of the norm, and I, for one, don't see them fading away once this life returns to normal, whatever normal is. Through the year, I found myself being more and more contemplative and reflective and trying to truly appreciate all things that life brings my way, both grand and minuscule. I'm thankful for your continued relative good health and always striving to improve my friendships, relationships, and as well as embrace my roles, both in life itself and within the whiskey community. Can assure you that 2022 with big shoes to fill to top 2021, but it's possible. And I, for one, am eager to see how different a year in review will be a year from now. The end. 
That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, I'm going to bed. I thought it was going to be. I thought your conclusion was going to be at least another beer long. At least. Did uh, I, did you guys did you guys know I drank an 80 year old whiskey this year? Oh God. <laughs> I mostly appreciate how when when Sean reads his thesis, how he really intonates the words. Intonate. Um, intonates. Intonates. Intonate. 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 Is that, is that the a word? word? That's, That's a word. Not, word. That's a word. No. no. It is now though. It is it now. Is. Yeah, it is, is now. Maybe, What's the word? What's did he intonate it? Uh, one time I was I was throwing my phone in a bowl and I was intonated into a intonated. really stressful moment. Is intonate not the word? No. No, I don't think so. But intonate is a word. It is a word. But I don't think it matches. Is it it intonate? No, it's definitely not intonate. Like, what's what's the word for how Sean doesn't show any enthusiasm? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, he's just like uh, lacking enthusiasm. Monotone? (laughs) No, he's like. uh, Accentuate? Are you looking for accentuate or lack of accentuate? I think it's accentuate. accentuate. Fucking going on 26 hours straight. Sean does not accentuate when he reads. He literally reads. Like someone from an audiobook Travis, get from the library. Travis, sometimes That's perfect, though. When sometimes when people read, it's like the Rocky Mountains. And sometimes when people read, it's like Saskatchewan. Sean chose Saskatchewan. It's just a flat. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, loved it. I think the word, like, back. I think, I think what you think it is, he, he read it very apathetically. Like, no feeling, right? No. Like, yeah. No, he definitely had feeling. It was just subdued beneath layers of dark clouds. I was trying to hide the fucking boner I have right he now. He didn't want to have tears. He didn't want to have no tears. If you're if you're really like if maybe we'll do this next year. For the next year's podcast, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna write my own year in review. Oh you're, great. You're, I can't believe we're gonna do I'm, this again. I'm <laughs> gonna everyone <laughs> I'm going to read you it. You could have left it as a fucking article on the webpage. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one, <laughs> Sean wasn't begging us to read this live. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm not going to read it like you, Sean. I'm going to, I'm going to come across and I'm going to be like, this is my year in review. You, oh, read it, you read it like you're in National Geographic. That's okay. I feel like it sometimes. Like there was a bunch of Indian. Do, do you want me to everywhere. read the Buna Buna article? I can read no, that with no. fucking fervor. If you want. No. Only, no. only if you can add some intonation. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want some. I want some too much intonation going. I on. want a little bit more dark cloud, and I think that was that was a little bit vanilla for me. I think Sean it needs to be Sean M needs to be less intonated though because he's falling over in his me. Bed. I was hoping, what did I, I was hoping, do? I was hoping <laughs> I just have COVID and have too many drinks. It's not my fault. Don't be don't be mad at me. There was no anger. All right, someone wrap this thing up. Someone Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, Dave. We're Thanks happy. for letting me bore you all to fucking sleep. <laughs> John, can you can you wrap up your your, your, yeah wrap it up? Yeah, just remember this was your guys this was your guys fucking idea. I thought it was was beautiful. Easy on the swear words. This is an all ages podcast. I thought it was beautiful. 
Annoy just Birkin. as the sometimes drinking. It. Sometimes my kids listen and and they hear the F word and I just blame Sean. <laughs> Sean Sean's mad today. Don't worry, my kids uh, rat me out to my wife. They're like, Dad was listening to himself talking and there was some bad language and I'm like <laughs> my kids are like, uh, is that your podcast, Dad? Who who is swearing? I was like, that's just that's just that's just the dark cloud. It's always yeah, don't worry about it. Just a dark cloud. Okay, yeah, <laughs> someone end it. Yeah, someone end it. Um, end Kate, it. Let's just, uh, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I, appreci- I appreciate you wanting to express yourself. Um, I didn't want I to. Appreciate, I, pre- I appreciate the fact that you got the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, I appreciate that, uh, that you just are a friend. Yeah. That's it. Honestly. Yeah. I love you, buddy. Yeah. So thank you. Thank, thank you for boys. sharing that with everybody. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sorry if we showed any sort of disrespect. But, so much disrespect. But I'm happy, but I'm happy that this episode is over. And honestly, Steve, thank you. Thank no you. one is happier more than me. <laughs> Steve, thank you for letting Steve or Steve, thank you for letting Sean do this because Sean was looking for an outlet. He was for and, sure. The only thing that I'm really kind of pissed off about is that why, like, Sean, why, why wasn't I in the closing statements of this article? Like, John, what? Nobody was. I was part of the first two chapters. After the first two chapters, he just forgot about me. All of a sudden, it was all about 80-year-old this, 80-year-old that, and fuck Steve, and screw that. Right? I think I heard that exactly. Yeah, I, I think know. I heard it's that a, exactly. It's a quote. It's a quote, but I'm not. Steve didn't raise seventy five grand, seventy five hundred bucks this year. I think he was like Steve Shaw, the nobody. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. If, that if we get a sponsor, mouth. if we get a sponsor hey, for this episode, we might be able to get Sean. Logo. We might be able to get Sean some internet. Um, <laughs> that we works. Might buy, we might be able to please. buy Sean some internet, which would be nice. Uh, like if we could get a sponsor. From our cricket segment, yeah, maybe one of our sponsors would be like, if Sean could actually contribute without internet issues, it would be a great addition to the podcast. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Who might sponsor us if Sean could say something positive other than about himself? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh yeah, nothing. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. Cut. Thanks, guys. Cut. releasing this episode no, because uh, this is, <laughs> I'm still recording. You could literally cut it into two. You this is a fuck. drunken this is a drunken mess. No, it it's is perfect. a mess. No, I was asleep for half this. of it. And Sean Sean is Sean is reading so seriously <laughs> with no no intonation. <laughs> Intonation. I, I'm I love, trying so hard not to laugh at how stupid this was. I think, I think this was best. great. Let me tell you. I think it's the best. I think you. I think you have to draw like a YouTube hey. out. Uh, this was the best one we've ever done.